Hi, welcome to City Wave Cinema. My name is James. Can I take your order? You couldn't you couldn't let me have it, could you? Have what? A good solid intro. I I I put the ball on a tee for you. And you said, hey man, fuck you. I fuck you extra. I did not yes and you, and I'm no, sorry. No, you fucking broke all the rules of improv. Why do you dislike this show so much? We could have had a good thing going, and you were like, hey man. A fuck you. I'm sorry. That's America. She dislikes everything. I... Except this movie. I like this movie. I, I told James, I was like, I feel like I liked it a lot more as a kid, and so now it gets nostalgia points, but as a movie, I gave it a solid five. Okay. This is still never-ending story, in case for some reason, because we've noticed this. Sometimes if, people forget. Or they just tune into the part two? Yeah, you do... We do see the metrics from the show, and people will just download and listen to part two episodes instead of part one episodes. And I wonder if that's because the majority of my ranting and raving happens in the second episodes. But it's, I don't know. I'd have to do a case study on it, and I don't have that kind of time or mental energy. Or money. Or money. Now, Atreyu has gotten past the first Sphinx titty gate. And in doing so... We learned that if you can beat the lasers, it doesn't matter if you have confidence or not. You, you just gotta be fast. Yeah. It's like, like having it, the quickest draw. Which Atreyu is canonically the Flash, so... Mm, something like that. It, it, unless you can explain another way he got from that mountain all the way to that gate in, like, two minutes. Magic. Now, he... This isn't Harry Potter. He was in the desert, and then there's a cut and he's in the tundra, and he's got asbestos flying all over him. I thought about that, and I was like, nope, this is after like, Wizard this of Oz. This is after Wizard of Oz. This they weren't using asbestos Wizard for snow. Oz. It's definitely just shredded up paper and maybe some cornflakes and spray paint. It's it's okay. He probably didn't die from this. It's all fine. Um, I did have that thought, though, as I saw it like getting stuck in his hair. I was like, ugh, ugh. Now, we've been cutting back and forth between Atreyu's Voyage of the Damned and uh, Bastion's reading of the Voyage of the Damned. Um, just to remind you every once in a while that this is a dream within a dream within a movie within a dream. Um, and Bastion is still sort of the architect without knowing it. Uh, so... Bastion has been disrespectful to this book a couple of times when he's he dropped does. it or like folded it or flopped it in places or he did he did it. he got mad and he threw it which is why i wrote the note that he was disrespectful to the book because he straight up yeeted that bitch it's because bath <laughs> uh, it's because atreyu sees bastion in the mirror because you're seeing right. your true so, self the second gate is the one bastion or atreyu goes to next which shows you your true self okay you have to face your true self whatever the fuck now this becomes a very sticky thing that is not easily explained away because Bastion is what Atreyu sees. Atreyu approaches this mirror. He sees Bastion look up at him from the book when in, what Bastion's looking at is just the attic in the school and Atreyu is looking at Bastion, look at him, but Bastion's not looking at him, but Bastion sees... Well, rather, he reads that Atreyu is looking at a boy, presumably matching his own description, in an attic, reading a book. 
and it spooks him, of course, and he throws the book. Now, I posit this question to you. It is canonical in the never-ending story. The, the book. The book book? No, no, no. The in-movie book. Okay. That Bastion yes. is outside of this book. Yes. And is not Atreyu as Atreyu later wonders who the fuck Bastion is. And is confused about Bastion's existence later when he's with the Empress and doesn't understand anything about Bastion, whereas the Empress does. So why, when Atreyu looks into the gate, does he see Bastion? Unless they want to make it this thing of like, oh, they both have the same characteristics for this particular reason, which they don't. They just, they don't explain their work. I have an answer. You're not going to like it, but I have an answer. Oh, don't say some bullshit. My answer is Atreyu, and this is where it gets messy because now we're dealing with levels and Medanus, Atreyu does not exist, which is proven at the end of the movie with the Empress. Atreyu does not exist without Bastion. So isn't Bastion technically all of Fantasia? In which case I would ask you, then what was the old man in the bookstore reading out of the book? Because he was reading something out of the book. Was it a totally different narrative with different characters? There's no there's no explanation as to the rules of the in-movie book, The NeverEnding Story. And now this is a cool idea. You can do a lot with this idea. And I'm going to tell you this right now. The German who wrote it didn't do anything with this idea. <laughs> he had the idea and he was like, that's good enough. Slam dunk. Uh, what if the man in the bookstore... Okay. What if the man in the bookstore is Bastion, but 50 years in the future? No. Oh. What if his main goal, what if he's not actually reading anything? He's just, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but like a facilitator. That's not the word. A, a portent of his imagination? Not, no, like he's just there to give Bastion the book. Then the world like, that Bastion lives in is not the real world and Bastion It's not the exist. real world. Because Bastion, we are creating Bastion. That's the whole... But we're not creating Bastion. We're watching Bastion exist. We are not... Bastion is creating the movie we watch. We are not creating the movie we watch that Bastion no, is in. No, because that's what they said. Bastion's world is the imagination of our world. And Fantasia is the imagination of Bastion's world. That's the whole fucking point. This movie sucks. All right, are we done with the layers conversation? Because I want to say my funny. Say your funny. It's a good thing that Atreyu's real self was a little bitch because Atreyu had no issues getting through the mirror because his real self was a coward and ran away. God, that just, it just invalidates so much. The movie constantly does this. It constantly does this, where it sets up something and then backs off on it. And it doesn't play by rules. It will not establish rules as well. 
Um, and uh, Falcor just sort of exists as an all-knowing god figure who understands that there are no rules and nothing is real. But the Empress also exists as an all-knowing god figure who also knows that there are no rules and nothing is real. And therefore, if we don't convince the one creature who is real that we are real, then everything will come undone. It's like the Who's trying to convince Horton that they're real. I was going to give a better example. Okay. Shark Boy and Lava Girl trying to convince Max to keep imagining that Shark Boy and Lava Girl are real so they don't die. I think Shark Boy and Lava Girl did a better job explaining this situation. Um, because you know what they do in Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Explain shit. I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm not saying it's a good I movie. love that movie. I think it's a valid opinion to like that movie. I, I love that also, movie more than this movie. I also like Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh, young Taylor. They Lawler. explain this concept better than the writers who invented the concept. And that's shameful. Now, uh, what happens then? Atreyu gets to the Southern Oracle. Uh, and the Southern Oracle is the same sphinxes, but without nipples. Blue. No, they have nipples. They do They're not. They're just blue. They they don't. I checked. I looked. I swear they did. Maybe anyways. you just wanted them to, James. Uh, maybe. Uh, anyways, they explain that uh, this deep into the movie, what? What if they had nipples because that was your imagination of the movie and they didn't in mine because that was my imagination of the movie and the whole concept of we're imagining the movie that Bastion's in while we're while Bastion's imagining the movie that Atreyu's in and it all makes sense because of that. Yeah. I'm in hell. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I'm going to go find everyone who voted for this, for me to watch this dog shit, and complain to them. And make them explain to me what the movie is. Well, you can start with our good old dear friend, Hannah. She better fucking explain, because this shit sucks. Anyways. But then again, I think a lot of people that we asked for opinions on what movies we should watch specifically pick movies that they know will irk me so that they can listen to me have tirades. Some of them just pick movies that they genuinely like to see if you're also going to like them because every once in a while, every once in a while, they get a winner. There's a blue moon somewhere. Um, now, we are neck deep in the movie. And the, uh, the whole quest finally comes to light. Are we not going to talk any more about the second oracle? Or is that what you're talking That's about? That's what I'm talking okay. about. Because the second oracle explains the whole quest. Oh yeah, the second oracle actually The second does oracle. Shit. Now, bear this in mind. From what we know right now, Atreyu gets given a quest with no guidance, no objective, other than find a cure for the Empress who is very ill. No description of symptoms either, by the way. Deathly ill. It's deathly ill. Oh. She's gonna die. What if the Empress, instead of suffering from symptoms of the nothing existing, just had, like, cancer or something, and he had to go find a cure for cancer? Maybe this is all a metaphor for cancer. I quit. <laughs> I quit the show. I quit the show. I'm done. I'm retiring. 
That's why there's no information, because nobody knows how to cure cancer. Uh, several doctors have figured out how to cure cancer. They've all been assassinated. Um, yeah. So. The answer for this quest, as explained by the only people who know the answer, who even know what the quest is, is the Southern Oracle. And the Southern Oracle is, firstly, 10,000 miles south of Morla the Ancient One, who is many days trip away from the Ivory Tower where the quest started. So, impossible odds that he ever even fucking makes it to the Southern Oracle to figure out what the fuck he's supposed to do. Without Falcor. Without Falcor. But Falcor is a luck dragon. So, lucky. Falcor also indiscriminately decides who gets luck and who doesn't, and he specifically picks Atreyu, uh, which does imply that in this world, gods pick favorites and play favorites. So, Atreyu is informed by the Southern Oracle as the Southern Oracle statue sphinxes fall apart due to the nothing. That the only way to save the Empress is to give her a new name. I will repeat myself deeper into the microphone. The only way to save the Empress is for her to get a new name. What the fuck is that? Who will give one to her? What they if, answer, they tell him. What if, well, they don't tell him, the Empress tells him. No, they say a human child. Well, yeah, they and say a like, human child. He's and, like, how do I find one? They're like, they beyond go, the borders of Fantasia. Now, the, 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 the Southern Oracle is technically correct in everything they say. And that is, is the best type the of correct. Best type of correct, but also, uh, fuck them for not explaining shit when they clearly know more things than they're saying. To be fair, Marla knew all this information too, and she pretty much just told Atreyu to fuck off. Marla did tell Atreyu to fuck off. Um, she was like, he's like, do you know what to do? And she's like, not that it matters. Yes. And he's like, will you tell me? And she's like, no. No. <laughs> you can ask the Southern Oracle if you want. And then she's like, I'm done talking. Goodbye. She was like, I would rather die than tell you. What a bitch. First of all. Fuck you, dude. You condemn the whole world to death because you're tired of existing? Yeah, she's Fuck like, off. She literally is like, not that it matters. What a monster of a creature. God damn it. I would like to see more interactions with people asking Morla shit. <laughs> Please. <laughs> more, that, people haven't. They figured out she's such an asshole that she was alone for thousands of years that she created an alternate personality that lives inside her mind and she refers to herself as we all the time. This movie is like drugs. <laughs> But not good ones. Is this what your drug trip felt like, James? No. My drug trip had a much worse sense of paranoia. In that there was not a source for my paranoia when I did my drug trip. I just had it. Maybe you were in Fantasia. My Fantasia feels a lot like hell. Which again is because Fantasia is your interpretation of Bastion's interpretation of a story. I've, I hadn't even seen this or read this at the time. That's what makes it magic! I'm, I'm ending it all. I'm deleting the channel. No more movie reviews. Fuck all of you. 
I'm done. I'm done. I quit. Goddamn monsters, all of you. Fuck this. So, Atreyu finds this out, and he's like, okay, we gotta go beyond the borders. And he's like, Falcor, Falcor! And then Falcor shows up, apparently, at the Southern Oracle. So now, first of all, why didn't Falcor take him straight to the Southern Oracle and he had to deal with the laser gate? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Because he needed to get his wounds treated. Falcor? Falcor didn't have wounds. No, he took Atreyu to the people at the mountain who would treat his wounds. Sure, but then he could have taken Atreyu from there to the Southern Oracle. He might have if Atreyu waited more than half a fucking second before you know he'd be what? like, I'm going to roll up to the fucking gate. You know what? That's a good point. Atreyu did not take into consideration the fact that he had a flying luck dragon who could have just taken him there. I mean, we did watch the cinema sins, and even he was like made a point of like, so you're just going to roll up to the gate and not take the fucking luck dragon? Yeah, really. I mean, Falcor could have made this movie one and done, and instead he just doesn't. But he also chooses when and where he shows up. It's complicated. He's an eagle. Yo, he's a god. He's related um, to the eagles. So, so Falcor shows up, picks up our boy Atreyu, uh, and takes him uh, on a green screen journey uh, across many lands uh, that are in Fantasia, and that the nothing has not touched that the nothing yet. has not reached. And and Atreyu goes, "We have to go beyond the borders of Fantasia." And Falcor goes, "Yeah, we'll get there." And Atreyu goes, where? And Falcor goes, uh. And Atreyu goes, how? And Falcor goes, with luck. And instead they fly into the nothing. These motherfuckers couldn't screenwrite their way out of a box. They're fucking useless. Their imagination is on drugs. It's not good. So then, uh, Falcor becomes an unluck dragon in that they uh, happen upon a storm of nothing and uh, Falcor drops Atreyu. Who falls who many falls... feet. The last time you see him before he's on the beach, uh, you can't see you the ground. You don't see the ground. There's just storm. And then it's a hard cut to him on the beach with no medallion, not like that shit had any effect. Because we, we haven't even, talked about it. We didn't it. even fucking talk about it. He, at the beginning of this quest, got a medallion that's supposed to, like, guide him and protect him. It didn't do shit. It didn't do a goddamn thing the whole time. In fact, it did so little that he lost it on the fall down and still somehow survived. Because let's not forget... Nothing is real. Everything is made up, and it's your fault. Because you're the one. No, <laughs> no, no. We're not doing that no more. Walk off this fucking show. So, Atreyu's just like sad now. <laughs> Almost as sad as when he, uh,. Lost Artax, his favorite horse. Oh, I, I didn't say my note. I mentioned the montage of footage, but the montage of footage is just footage from the southern United States. It's literally just like prop plane or helicopter footage 
of various landscapes in the southern United States. It's it's recognizable terrain that I have seen before in real life in my travels. Um, so Atreyu lives. Uh, also, every once in a while, and this is something that happened in this movie that distracted me from this movie. Uh, every once in a while, there's just a break and 80s disco music starts playing uh, with some orchestral strings uh, to increase tension, I think. I'm not sure, but it happens like four times through the movie where like a scene is happening and they need to dump in more score. And so you get some 80s synths going and it's like so clearly 80s. Anyways, I'm sure me. that happens. Yeah, you're you're lost in the layers of imagination. Um, Maybe because it was your imagination, you heard eighties disco music, and I didn't because it was mine. You set me up for that one. So we made it to the stage of the movie where uh, we've determined that we've lost and we've accepted this. Um, Falcor's just flying around. And uh, being a menace, looking for Atreyu. I heard it. And uh, the the um, Atreyu wants to see Falcor, uh, but then we have to have an Iron Giant moment uh, in which the rock biter is like, I had such good hands. I thought they were so good. But then my friends who I met today Got well. I guess he didn't meet them today. It's no, it's been, been like a week. In, indeterminate amount. It's of been time. at least multiple weeks. Yeah, he's like, I lost them to the nothing. They got sucked right out of my hands. I'm bad. And then uh, Atreya goes, Oh, okay, and leaves. <laughs> like straight up was like, <laughs> Just, I don't know what to do about that, like, my guy. <laughs> I don't have an answer. And so he goes to the fucking rock biter, uh, and carries on, uh. And just fucking makes his way into the one place that showcases uh, the plot of the everything. All right. And it's confusing and dumb. So we're looking at the plot that we have witnessed thus far. And Atreyu is seeing it for the first time, which has got to be spooky for him. Um, What? Okay, don't get mad. Oh my god. But no, but the 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 paintings are Atreyu visualizing the story that Bastion has been visualizing of Atreyu that we've been visualizing as Bastion. So there's four levels. Cuz nope. someone someone had to paint those on the wall. So someone had to else had to know the story, so someone had to be in Fantasia who was aware of the story that was happening. I hate you. <laughs> Carry on. I that that sucks. Everything you <laughs> said sucks. Everything you said makes me mad. Um are you going to look at me and tell me that I'm wrong? <laughs> no, maybe? I don't know. I'm confused by what you said and don't fucking explain it to me. I don't I don't want to hear it. All right, there's pictures on the no, walls. No, yeah, okay. So there's pictures on the walls and then he sees a picture of Gamork. And it's the one thing that he doesn't recognize from his travels. And he goes, ah, and then Gamork is behind him. And he goes, ah, and there's Gamork. And he explains uh, that he is a um, servant of the nothing. And his only purpose 
is to hunt down and kill the only person who could stop the nothing. He also, but he lost track of him in the bog. He also says like a really like prophetic line where it's like, uh, "People without hope are easier to control," which is just inherently untrue. And People without hope are difficult as hell. Be ungovernable. Be a menace. Um. So then Atreyu challenges him to a fight because the wolf... Okay, now here's where it gets even more complicated. The wolf says he is there to kill the only person who could prevent the nothing from taking everything. Mm -hmm. And that person is Atreyu. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. Well, Because Atreyu, as we find out, couldn't do shit about shit the whole time. He had to be the inspiration to inspire Bastion. Right, but Bastion is the only person who could prevent the nothing from taking everything. Because he is feeding the story at that point. Yes, but without Atreyu, that wouldn't happen. And we can't get... Like, I guess, in my interpretation, the wolf has to kill the only person in Fantasia who could stop the nothing from happening. I don't know. They don't explain it. So, Atreyu says, fuck you, I'm Atreyu. And then Gamork pounces and is killed instantly. Um, and Atreyu gets a little wounded. And actually, I was reading a little of the trivia. The kid who plays Atreyu got hurt like four times on this movie. Oh my god. He got thrown by the horse, stepped on by the horse, he got hurt by the Gamork uh, animatronic. They only did the shot once because he fell down. He got hurt by the animatronic as it pounced. And so the only shot that they had is the one where he got actually hurt. And it's the one in the movie. Like, dude got wrecked. And I guess they didn't have a stunt double. It also only cost $27 million. And they probably couldn't have even afford it a stunt double if they wanted to. I also guess this is like when child labor laws were a little bit more lax. Because like now... In 1984? In, isn't it... Wasn't it in Umbrella Academy? I mean, he's like an adult now. But like, wasn't it in like the first season of Umbrella Academy where they had to like... Five couldn't be on set. Yeah, Aiden Gallagher couldn't do most of the shit because of child labor laws. So like yeah, they had him... He just looked dope. They had him for like the voice acting roles or the voice acting lines and like... A couple of freeze frames during his fights, but all the action shots were his just stunt a, double. Yeah, just a dude. Um, anyways, so then Falcor dives underwater, finds the amulet, gets the amulet with his tongue, and then miraculously finds Atreyu. Just in time. As, as the, the world nothing. is falling apart and being sucked into oblivion. Picks him up, and then Atreyu goes, Oh, the amulet, let this guide you. And it does uh, its magic thing for the first time. And guides them to the and ivory guides tower. guides them to the ivory tower, uh, which is somehow still standing. They get there. Oh, yeah, because the world's broken apart now. Yes, Fantasia it's just Fantasia does not exist. Fantasia is just fragments in space. Um, so they get to the ivory tower, Atreyu gets off Falcor and goes on into this open tulip room thing. It's a clamshell. It's it a clamshell. It's shell. whatever. It's heinous to look at. Uh, and he gets in there, and 
uh, is greeted by the Empress, who is also 10, uh, and who looks like a puppet. She's a real person. I don't believe it. But she, she... Her face doesn't move right. It's very Uncanny Valley. She has very Uncanny Valley vibes, where it's like... I think they just did a really good job on the makeup to like her make her look ethereal, because she doesn't look like a real person. She looks almost inhuman. Yeah. And it's hats off to the makeup team. That's one thing I was saying after we finished the movie, was the writing is obscene to me. Terrible. But the sets... The, the literal sets that they were on. Especially some of them, which they used for, like, one scene that was, like, yeah, two like minutes. The sound stages that they used that were not green screen were phenomenal. The makeup was excellent. Makeup and costume. The puppets were great. The puppets Oz. were great because Jim Henson. And the uh, the child actors in the movie, which is pretty much all just children, uh, they were phenomenal. And the continuity department is... Because, like, there are certain scenes where, like, Bastion's crying, and then, like, they go back to the book, and then they come back a few pages, quote-unquote, later, and, like, there, there's still, like, wetness on Bastion's eyes from when he cried, or Atreyu when he comes out of, like, the snow place, um, when he appre- approaches the second Oracle Gate, is, like, wet from snow melting on him, like... Just little things like that where I'm like, holy fuck, continuity department actually paid fucking attention the whole fucking time. Yeah, it... There are redeemable parts about the movie, but on the whole, the story and narrative and everything about the plot is just ass. Now. Maybe if you would just believe. Uh, I'm dead inside. I can't. Uh, the Empress looks like a puppet. She goes, I need a new name. And Atreyu goes, I don't know how to do it. And she was like, you can't. It's got to be the human child. And he was like, I couldn't get the human child. And she was like, you did. You brought him with you. And he was like, I don't know what you're saying. You're saying crazy things. This is when Atreyu hops on James's boat. This is when Atreyu joins my team and goes, what the fuck are you on about? Uh, And then she explains to him that they're not real. They're in the imagination of a boy reading a book about them being watched on somehow, because they don't know the TVs exist, being watched by others... In which they are referring to us sitting on our couches watching the movie. Or in theaters at the time. Or the readers of the original book. Because this was a book, so at the time you were reading a book about a kid reading a book about a story that was happening. I think that's worse. You like that it's movies and not a book? It's easier to tell visual stories like that when you have a visual medium. I think. Versus just reading about a kid, reading about a book, reading about a story? Yeah, that would, and maybe it's my monstrous ADHD, but that would piss me off and I would stop reading that book. Dream sequences in books lose me quickly. I mean, technically it's not a dream sequence. It's a, I'm done. You wouldn't believe how many chapters I had to reread of the Percy Jackson series and the follow-up Percy Jackson series because they do dream sequences pretty frequently. Like, you get to it, and you you go, eh, and you flip through, and then you go, fuck, there was information I needed, and then you have to go back and reread. The only time I've ever done that with... I've done that twice, and they're going to both be egregious for different reasons. Um, I actually did that with some of the seventh Harry Potter book. I When, when I was reading it, I was like, I, I got to a point, and I love Harry Potter, but I got to a point where I was like, dear God, how long are we going to be in this fucking tent? And so I, I skipped a few chapters because it was literally just them in a fucking tent. 
There was no story. There was no plot. They were just traveling around in a tent. The second one uh, was a uh, new moon from the Twilight series in which Edward disappeared. And in the movie, it's not bad because we have Taylor Lautner to make Jacob like redeemable and shit. But in the books, Jacob is a whiny fucking asshole and I hate him. And so this, this interlude in your the never ending story podcast is brought to you by Twilight and Harry Potter. <laughs> but first I, of all, <laughs> fuck the authors of both of those series all the way. But I literally just like was like, I don't want to fucking read about Jacob. So I like I did. I just skimmed ahead. I was like, Edward has to come back. Right. So like I skimmed ahead and I was like, ah, look, Alice could chunk and like just continued reading from that point and i did not go back like alice at one point was like jacob's a werewolf and i was like oh shit okay <laughs> you skipped the part where they find that out yeah. oh my god you're <laughs> I... the, the way you absorb entertainment pains me it just pains me how how'd you do it I don't want to know. Don't, don't, don't tell me about it. Don't, we got to deal with this bullshit, okay? All right, so the dream. So the dream, they're, it's not even a dream. It's. They're not real. They're not real. And Atreyu is just confused, as you would be. And then the world breaks apart even more until it truly collapses in on Atreyu. Atreyu dies. And Atreyu is killed uh, because Bastion... Is having a mental is breakdown. Just, as this poor 10-year-old kid is like, I'm not God. Uh, and then he is alluded one time during the movie to his mother before. Uh, twice, actually. At the very beginning, he tells his dad he had a dream about his mom. And in this part of the movie, he talks to the trees. Outside the outside window, the of, the window of the attic of the school. And he says... It's right after they tell uh, Atreyu that his mom needs a new name, the Southern Oracle. He's like, the, the, I wish they'd ask me. Yeah, he was like, or the, uh, the Empress needs a new name. And he was like, I wish they'd ask me about a new name. My mom. mom had a great name. And then he just goes back to reading the book. It's really awkwardly transitioned in in that moment. And you feel it's literally from It's your literally but... shoehorned in there so that the rest of the movie makes sense. Yeah, but the rest of the movie still doesn't make sense, really, so it's shoehorned in for nothing. It's better than him, or maybe it's oh, not. Oh, it's, it's, it's a hint towards what they were shooting for, but what they were shooting for is unattainable in real life. So It also leaves a lot of questions. It leaves so many questions. So, now... The Empress is talking The Empress at... talks directly to Bastion, but in doing so, she's looking at the camera. So she's also talking to you. And Bastion is also looking at the camera. And talking to you. Um, because in the hierarchy of who is watching who, now everyone is watching you, and it's confusing. You know- Don't? No. What? I'm not going to. I'm okay. not- Everyone take a breath. No, you know it would be great, though? Hmm. Redoing NeverEnding Story. Same premise, like, you control the bastion who is controlling the story. Uh-huh. You do it, like, in space with Markiplier. Oh, where you, like, pick your own adventure Yeah, almost? or Bandersnatch. Like, you do something like that where you literally are- interpreting the world that Bastion is in and Bastion is interpreting the world that the story is in. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be super dope. 
All right, guys, we're remaking the never-ending story. God, I don't want to. As wanna. a YouTube click series. I don't want to write that script. Um, anyway, sorry, so carry on. Bastion they're kills, talking to each other. Bastion kills Atreyu. Uh, it took the whole movie, and then Bastion abandons the book on the last few pages, runs to the window, and screeches out into the universe, Moonchild. Moonchild. I was going to say Moonbeam, but that's not right. Moonchild. Now, this sparks a wildfire surge of questions. First of all, your mom's name was Moonchild? And she married the government hack that is your dad? You cannot! Take my joke that I said before stream, say it on stream, and get credit for it. Trademark America. Thank you. Ugh. Moonchild? You hippy-dippy bullshit. And now that's what you've decided to name the empress in your imagination. That's grand. Uh, that does, that, that's fine for her. She lives in a fantasy world. She's right. an empress. She's Moonchild, real. fine. She's a fucking figment of your imagination. I'm Absolutely. more concerned that your mom was named Moonchild. Your mom was named Moonchild, and we already knew she had to be named something ridiculous because I mean, your name is Bastion, and that's not real. She also grew up in the 70s and the 60s, so that kind of, like, tracks, I guess. Like, her parents could have been hippies. Maybe. I don't know. So... Now it's taken the whole movie for Bastion to start imagining again after his dad told him very gently at the beginning of the movie that he needs to be a slightly more serious boy. Grow up and well, keep your feet on the ground. The, the phrase used was, let's try to keep our feet on the ground. Which is not harsh and is, you know, it's buzzkill for sure. But it's not harsh. It's not what I would say is bad parenting. This is going to probably say a lot about my psyche, but like that sentence is very damaging to me. Oh, keep your feet on the ground. It's it is damaging in that he's trying to sculpt the way his kid behaves without letting his kid be his kid. I just I don't know if I could ever tell a kid. And again, this is going to say more about my psyche because anyone here probably can acknowledge. I don't know if the display behind you helps any. You uh, are I have Peter Pan syndrome so bad. You you are canonically still a child. And that that's a joke between all my friends is that I'm like a five-year-old with a drinking permit. Like I literally, <laughs> I'm a straight up child most of the time. So like the fact that this dad's just like, hey, stop daydreaming. Maybe like just be a, a human and like don't imagine things and stop like that. And And I sit there and I go, I wouldn't do that as a parent, but I don't feel like it's as soul rending as some other instances of the same type of dad. Take, for example, the Disney classic Mary Poppins. The dad in Mary Poppins is like the devil to those kids at all times. He's a monster and he doesn't believe them when they say crazy shit is happening. When crazy shit is in fact happening. Makes this dad looks like a fucking angel in comparison. Yeah. He's still incorrect, but he's doing it in a much gentler fashion. So, credit to being a little nicer about it, but you're still being bad. So your first question is, 
because uh, you your first question was your mom's name was Moonchild. Your second question was what? Because you said it raised many questions. Well, I mean, it just raises a bunch of questions about the reality of the world. Okay. In that, what's written in the physical book? Does it change if the book changes hands? Is the book real? Is the bookstore real? Is any of it real? No, it's a movie. Gotcha. Ha! Part of your imagination. Woo! So, uh... So Bastion starts imagining. Bastion starts imagining, and he gets the dragon, Falcor, to... Or he gets a grain of sand from the Empress, which is the remainder of Fantasia. That he can use to make as many wishes as he wants. Right. It's like a never-ending genie. So... He takes that, and the first wish that he has is to take Falcor on a real dragon ride in real life to terrorize. No, he restores Fantasia first because he flies. Yes, that's right. Fantasia. He restores Fantasia, and then Falcor's like, "Well, what do you want to wish for now?" And he whispers to Falcor, and then they just go torment the bullies that bullied him in the beginning of the movie. Uh, because, as we all know, uh, the second or third thing you should wish for when given unlimited wishes is. Uh, revenge. It's probably up there on the list for me, I'm not gonna lie. And that's the end of the movie. Um, I'm going to give... Well, they say he has many more adventures and many more wishes. Right, and then there's two sequels, and both of them are allegedly worse than this movie. So, I... I give this movie a 4 out of 10. All four points of credit going directly towards the acting from the kids and, and the technical the departments technical of these department. movies. They really put their whole fucking back into everything they did, and they did a goddamn good job. Uh, the writer's room seems like it was one dude on one monstrous binge of mushrooms. Uh, and having read one Deadpool comic. Uh, so, yeah, I get a four. What do you give it? Five. I still give it a five because it gets nostalgia points that you don't like. It I don't have access to the nostalgia points, so I get the nostalgia points of being wah, like, wah. I like remember because we rented it from Blockbuster. Oh my god, Blockbuster! I'm gonna uh, date myself date heavily. <laughs> so we rented it from Blockbuster. Yeah, and I watched it in my parents' um, bedroom on a TV, one of those TVs that had it was still like a box first of all, so it still had like the back to it. And it had a VCR in the bottom of it. Do you remember oh, these? Yeah. Yep. That's what I watched Never Ending Story on the first time. And it was smaller than both of these monitors. So. Yikes. Five. <laughs> All righty. So uh, live chat voted. We will be watching our next movie is Anastasia, which James has also not seen. Um, again. That'll be fun. That's a deep, deep one in my childhood. Uh, so. Hopefully he likes that one better than this one. We shall see. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.